Welcome to today's Lots of Matza Pizza Podcast. Today we have the new, and I'm talking spanking, brand new head coach at Eastview High School. He was named yesterday uh, to the to the job at Eastview High School. Uh, Aaron Fulton is his name, and Aaron is a longtime Bantam AA coach at Centennial. We're going to have some great talks about his coaching days, uh, dating all the way back to college up in St. Cloud, and now his future uh, with the Eastview lightning as well as his role at the with the chicago steel in the ushl so a lot of great topics today with aaron fulton hope you enjoy today's show love is a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good afternoon, Mr. Fulton. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Tony. Doing well. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's a it's a beautiful day, but it's uh, always a always a good day to talk hockey and and uh go through some some good things here so some, get some good to it. some really good memories here with you uh it's so funny i approached you uh as the bantam double a coach in centennial on wednesday or thursday and shazam on friday you became the head coach at eastview high school which makes me look really smart which is really hard to do so i appreciate you getting that job and i'm really excited for your future at eastview yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy uh, crazy forty eight hours, but uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it. A lot of supports from from all aspects of you know Centennial and Eastview and around the hockey community. So really fortunate for for that, and uh, you know looking forward to to what's next. It just goes to show how well connected you are here in the hockey community um, for coaching so long. I mean, I can imagine how many text messages and and calls that you got yesterday when you got when you landed that head job at Eastview. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I, I'm pretty fortunate, really fortunate to be, you know, kind of where I am because of because of that. I mean, I, I've, you know, been fortunate to meet, you know, a ton of great coaches, ton of great people, um, which is which have helped me, you know, become kind of the coach I am today, and, and kind of the opportunities that I've been able to get, um, you know, through that. So it's 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 overwhelming, and, and you know, kind of just really appreciate everybody that's uh, that's that's been able to do that for me. So it's funny. I learned pre-show that you're 36 years old. Uh, I thought you were like 19. You you look so young. Uh, is this a family thing, or is it just you staying in shape yourself? Well, I, a little bit of both, but I think that that picture probably is a few years old. It's actually my brother's wedding. I'm not going to say how many years ago, but we'll say not the most recent. But I'd say there's still some some looks there um, that I still got. But yeah, no, just. Got got young kids that, that keep me keep me young and and especially during this quarantine trying to find uh, yeah. different ways to, to stay in shape. So rough uh, rough sledding, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> your daughter was one years old. I remember it's funny. I remember when I when I visual I have you is holding your daughter after I think it was either quarterfinals or semifinals at state down at parade a couple years ago, and now she's three. And you have another. You have a son that's one now or another daughter? Yeah. Yeah, got it. Got it. Got a son. That's that's one. Um, yeah, from there, and then I actually have a daughter that's that's thirteen too, um, as well. So yeah, the one year old, the one year old at the time, those those losses are a little bit easier to take. I'm not going to say, they? you know, 
Yeah, they're a little bit. I maybe I'm lying a little bit, but no, it's uh, when you can when you come out of the locker room and they're smiling and they want to they want to come to your arms. They, it helps you helps Make- you get through a little bit a little bit easier. But uh, but no, it's it's great. It's, they're 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 energetic. We just we put a garden in the backyard today and kept them busy and doing things like that outside. So it's it's That's- it's great during this time for sure. I always like to dial in a little bit of personal stuff about the people because I think it really plays well into the show. And and it's neat, you know, so you have, have small kids, and your your wife is actually, I learned, is from Lakeville, which makes it pretty easy for your family to maybe dig its roots in down in the Egan, Apple Valley area, Lakeville area. Uh, you got family down there. You got some, uh, you can maybe move down there and really dig in for in the Eastview Hockey Program. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, you know, when we look at, you make a look at making decisions, like family's always the first thing you think about, um, obviously with, with work and priorities and, and things of that nature. But yeah, she's, she was an, you know, her, she comes from an athletic family too, down there. Her brothers played football at Lakeville uh, North and, and one played hockey and they actually played football at Augustana, um, you know, the in-laws are in New Prague. So yeah, it's, it's something that we, we've thought about a lot. And when you make a decision, you know, to take over a program, you know, you're taking over kind of a community as well too. So I, I think that's something that I take seriously and, and really kind of potentially looking to move, you know, move down there at some point, nothing set in stone, but uh, right. definitely in the, in the future for sure yeah well we're going to get into athletics now speaking of your wife's family's for athletics so is yours your dad was quite the stud in southern minnesota and played a little uh uh competitive softball too. walk t- talk about your dad and a little bit how he get you got he got you into sports and your brothers into sports yeah yeah he was you know so he actually was in a, yeah live in a small town in, in alden uh just outside of albert lee down uh down 90 there um he he was a, a an all state quarterback nine man football. I was can, just gonna say, was it nine it. man? Yeah. yeah, nine man football. Yeah, he uh, he was a, he was an all state quarterback down there. Actually, my brother that coaches with me, they just had a uh, it was a re- they had a reunion, a class reunion or a state tournament reunion <clears throat> must have been two last year maybe, and he went down there with them. And yeah, it was I think it was still probably maybe a hundred people there if that. But a couple of the old teammates were there, and it was it was cool to see him that. But yeah, he, he was, uh, he played basketball too and baseball. So hockey was nowhere to be found down there, but no. yeah, played college at South Dakota state. Um, and I was actually born in Brookings. So that's kind of after that, he, yep. you know, my dad had worked there and then we kind of moved back with, with, uh, for his, for his job at that point in time, back to the Minnesota area. So, so you moved into Brooklyn park and how did you get tied into hockey? Yeah, it's actually a funny story. So my dad, my dad played um, competitive slow pitch softball uh, at the time, and and had a uh, one of his one of his buddies, his teammates um, that he had met, Jim Biddlin, um, his kid Matt, who we would it's go a to hockey the ball family, field. isn't it? Yeah, hockey family. Yeah, his mom was his the uh, the Marcy at the time was she was a hockey coach, and they were all you know high hockey um, people in terms of you know being involved, coaching and playing, and and Matt and I were actually became good buddies because we'd be at the ballpark together, you know. Yeah, throwing balls around and just doing you know what kids do and and yeah it started basically I went to a is I think it was like an open skater you know I think learned how to skate at Fogarty Arena the old the old bar you know the old barn that's still there now and that was my first I think real real kind of hockey experience and I, and I loved it I remember they had the wood the wood boards around the blue line you know the old yeah. school there where you you separate the rink now they got the boards but um, yeah I kind of just fell in love with it from there and and kind of you know, went back into Brooklyn park and found the, found the next opportunity within the city and, and started, started getting after it from there. 
What was your dad thinking? Because now, I mean, you were a player, but you had a brother, Dustin, Jordan, and Tyson. They were all great hockey players uh, in their own right. What was he thinking when all these kids start picking up hockey pucks and sticks and gloves and where he played more traditional sports? Yeah, well, first, I don't think he was uh, thinking about his bank account at that time, but... uh... (laughs) But, uh, you know, I, I think he, he's always been like my parents, you know, my mom was an athlete too, actually. And, oh. and the, yeah, she, she what's, played. What's uh, your mom's name? What did she, what mom, did she her play? Her name's Jean. Yeah. Her name's Jean. Uh, and she, yeah, she was an athlete too. She played volleyball, softball, um, and basketball as well too. And she was born actually, or she lived in a small, uh, city in Clark's, Nebraska. Wow. Uh, just so like the Grand Island would be kind of the bet, the Grand Island, uh, yeah, Lincoln yeah. would kind of be central Nebraska there. So, yeah, so she came from there and she, my mom and dad actually met, not, not to get into this, but met in Alden when she came down for the summer to visit her, visit her aunt. So it's kind of a cool, cool story and, and how they ended up in Minnesota and kind of built, built, uh, built our family from there. So, yeah, it, it was, you know, but they're, they've always kind of been this way in terms of just, they, they're pretty laid back, um, you know, similar to how I guess I am and my brothers are in a lot of ways where they kind of just let us be, let us be kids and, and try different things. And, you know, we were during the, during the younger days, we had a big backyard. My mom did daycare and we honestly were playing, you know, everything and anything. We'd be playing garage hockey till two in the morning with the old Milek white plastic. Yes plastic pads and you know we put the little brother in there playing goalie most of the time but was that Tyson um, oh yeah yeah so he was the he was the and Tyson was the guy that at the at the at, North, at the ballpark where would have the would have the uniform on didn't have a game but had the ketchup and mustard and nacho cheese all over his <laughs> all over his jerseys and but but it, it was way to throw Tyson under the bus right yeah you know. no but he's He's that guy that everybody knew knew who he was, and he's and he was it kind of to this day. He kind of has that same personality and and things of that. But it was it was uh it was a it was great growing up, and you know fun to fun to be a part of a, a big family, and and you know kind of continue that with building my own too. So so Tyson ended up going to Union. Was he a Mister Hockey finalist? Uh he was he was not. If he um, that's a robbery, he should for yeah. sure have been. He was yeah. dominant, yeah. especially two thousand. Was it ten or nine? Yeah. Ten. Yeah, they, yeah, two thousand ten. He had a, he had a really good year. Jordan, Unstoppable. Jordan was, Jordan, Jordan was a was a finalist that year. That okay. I think uh, Fisher, Dave Fisher won yep. it. In like oh um, five, maybe oh six. Yeah. 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 And he ended up, I think Jordan, I think he, I, I gotta, I don't want to misquote this, but he might be, he might be the leading close to the all time leading score at Breck. Maybe yeah. they're pretty, pretty close. Cause he played as a freshman. He's got, and he had over 200, over 200 points. Oh, easily. Fantastic. So, he yeah. went to UMD, right? Yeah. He played four years at, at Duluth. Yep. Okay. So, and then you had another brother, Dustin. Yeah, where, did he play at honestly, Breck or did he play at Champa? He played at Breck. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm not, I'm going to, you're the only one to get, get didn't go to Breck, huh? Yeah, I know. Oh, I got to talk to my parents about that one. So, <laughs> uh, no, but it, it, he and Dustin actually, in terms of like natural athletic ability, he probably was, and he, I'm going to probably, you know, regret saying this, but, you know, just tremendous athleticism. He, he, he was hands wise, like just any, he's that guy that he could do anything. He does everything left handed, except he shoots the puck right handed. Yeah. I'm talking everything. Um, and then he'll be, I remember like he'll, he plays on, he plays in that walleye shop and he puts his skates on, you know, once a year and he's going in there and his hands look like he never took a day off. So it's just like, he just got that ability. And he's one of those guys where I, I, he played, end up playing at Hamlin for Scotty Bell and, and probably the best thing that could have ever happened to him. But he, he was a D one talent, no doubt in my, in my opinion. Um, 
you know, in that 2004 team they played on, God, it was, I mean, that was when Centennial go figure won it in 04. Yeah. Um, and I, I would have loved to have seen those, That'd both be fun. Of those teams go at it. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that 04 team was, was stacked and that was a Wheeler and, and Jordan and Dustin and Robbie that, D and that would have been something. Guys, so. That would have been something. And then you're no slouch, uh, all conference in three sports. What was it? It was football, hockey, and baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's I, impressive. Yeah. 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 It, it was, uh, I think for me, like growing up, I, I, you know, kind of being the oldest, you know, you kind of learn, but I, 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 to this day, you know, I think I really, you know, a lot of my experiences are tailored around, you know, doing those types of things. Like I was always busy, you know, in the fall, you're, you got football and, and, you know, you're getting ready for hockey and, and then the spring baseball, you play Legion baseball, you know, doing your, your summer football workout training and then doing hockey camps and, and all that, you know, and your yeah. SP stuff. So I, I, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, I, like specialization, you know, I think my brothers found the right niche for them and, and yeah. they made hockey their spe- specialization and they played, they played all three sports as well growing up and they just kind of, you know, kind of tailored and phased out, right. um, you know, at a certain point when it mattered most, you know, but, um, you know, I, I think for me, it's, it's made me into who I am in terms of and even a coach too. I've gotten ex- exposure to different types of coaching and just guys that I have a lot of respect for and, and really, you know, cherish those experiences and the relationships that I've built to this day. You've told me before, but each of those sports helped with your other sport. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I think like, and you do a good job of talking about it too. It's like, you know, the PB guys playing different sports and, yeah. you know, I, and I, and I, again, you, you can talk about different things in terms of what's best for, for each person, but you just, you can't replicate, you know, the, the experiences that you get. And I think one thing you forget too, is like, you're getting different coaching and different ideas and just different things that, that help you. And, and, you know, is there enough time in the day or in the year to be able to do everything? No, there's not. But, but, you know, I, I think if you, if you do it the right way and, you know, you, you, you have a passion for doing something, I think, you know, athletic ability is something that you, you can't have enough of. And I think those other sports give you, give you that edge as well too. One of the things I've always thought was important is sometimes it's good not to be the best player on the team because it kind of gives you a better viewpoint of when you are the best player on the team. And I, I for not, not that I was the best or the worst, but I always remember those couple of guys on my team that were just not very good at some sports, but they were great at others. And I always felt that they were, they learned how to be better teammates long term. Once we got to high school, I think a lot really helped them be good teammates. Oh, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I think you look at it in terms of like in, in the hockey world too, like most of your, most of those guys you're talking about might be those, you know, maybe those third line guys or those penalty kill guys or just those character guys that you have that are, you know, maybe play football or they play lacrosse and other sports where they just, they have the, you know, the characteristics and kind of the intangibles that, that you look for in, in players because they have experiences in other sports and how to react to, different things that happen. And I, you know, and those are just invaluable people that may not show up necessarily every night on the score, on the scorebook, right. but, um, you know, guys that know hockey, like those, those are the most important guys on your team in a lot of ways too. All right. I'm the youngest, so I don't want to throw your sister on the bus, but what's your sister's yeah. name? Did she play sports? Did she get to go to Breck? Wow. So she, she, her name's <laughs> Olivia. Okay. Um, and she, she's the youngest. Yeah. And she, she actually had the option to, but she chose to actually stay at Champlain. So, and, right. and I, and I, and I commend her for that. She was a, she was a, she was a really good soccer player, um, all conference soccer player, played basketball, um, cool. and then just did track in the spring. So she was another, another really athletic, athletic Fulton. Um, and she actually is in, uh, 
she's in nursing school now um, and, and doing some doing some good things there. So she's uh, she's she's doing really well. All right. So we got your family. You're the oldest. Um, after college, after high school, you go to college at St. Cloud State. Uh, what did you study there uh, besides coaching? Because I know you ended up coaching right away out of right out of high school, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So a funny story is I, I actually kind of had the, 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 the vision of, of going down potentially the teaching route, you know, fire right. teacher, um, you know, potentially a, you know, athletic director route. So kind of wanted to stay in that. Um, and the first uh, key, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, but when you got to look at the, the cadavers, the dead bodies and, you know, and all the muscles, I, I kind of checked out of that for some reason, but uh, I, I ended up kind of getting into sports management type of role because i i've always been just infatuated with sports and how they work and you know and, and just kind of the behind the scenes stuff but i also had the opportunity to do some you know minor in coaching as well too yeah um so just kind of with my you know competitive you know light life and my sports kind of career in high school kind of coming to a close um i wanted to be close to to something competitive you know uh, and and hockey was always something that i loved and it was a passion of mine and my family so um you know going to school and studying that kind of gave me the opportunity to, to obviously get a degree, but also, you know, do the other things that I, that I loved on the side. So instead of hanging out at the red carpet, you were coaching St. Uh, St. Cloud Bantam bees. Do you remember that first team you coached and did you have any idea what you were doing? Oh, I know I was a really good multitasker, Tony. So my priorities were, were spot on. So I was able to do a little bit of everything, but, oh, uh, so you did go to the red carpet then you're saying, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit, but, uh, no, I saw so actually my roommate and I, honestly, I think it just kind of came to where uh, hockey, well, hockey's, it was called Hockey Zone at the time. Still uh, is. The, yeah, hockey, well, yeah, it was called Hockey Central, Hockey Zone, I can't remember, but so I actually worked there part time a little bit too after the fact. But uh, a buddy of mine kind of, we got involved with some people that we knew there a little bit and yep. uh, ended up basically going in and coaching Banabee on no clue. Um, remember to this day, the president, Colleen Donovan, she's a D10 president. Now she was kind of the president and, and met with a few people and they they kind of just let us go. And we were paired up with, uh, with another dad, um, as well, which, you know, helped and not helped a little bit, but I was going to say, um, what was he like? Cause I remember I, I lived this exact thing. I got paired with a dad and I know you're the head coach. This guy's going to be the assistant. And he was like, Johnny's always played second base and he couldn't yeah. feel the ground ball to save his life. Yeah. Well, I, it's kind of like the guy that's always like, well, this is how we this always is how done we it. Did it or yep. This is how we always do it. And, and, uh, and I was always, you know, and you're kind of, you're kind of green at that point where you're kind of like, you know, you're 19 you you can't even really, you know, you can't yep. even go to the bar yet. And it's like, but it, like the thing that I remember the most about it is like the kids loved it. Like, you know what I mean? Like the kids had a blast with it and, and the guys that we coached, like, you know, I, I still know a lot of them to this day. And, and, you know, I think that was kind of the part where you're kind of like, you have an ability to make an impact, you know, on these kids. And, you know, I, I don't even know what our record was, maybe 500, but you know, those guys aren't going to forget, you know, forget about that year and, you know, the experience that they had with us and, you know, a couple of young guys that, you know, they just have good energy and just want to be a part of something. So it, it was, it was, it was amazing first experience. And I actually stayed on there for, you know, three more years as I, as I graduated through there. And then, uh, the last year I actually coached Manamay. I was an assistant coach. Um, we had, we had Nate Schmidt for about two weeks before he and went then, to uh, high school. <laughs> then he went to cathedral, but I, I coached with coach, coach Donardo, um, 
Gary, who's been, uh, he's, he, he coached at Blaine yeah. um, for a number of years, had, you know, he had the Hendricks and when they won the state tournament in Bantams, I don't know if they won the state tournament that year, but Hendricks and Bochensky, um and all that. So he was a, he was actually a guy that I learned a lot from. He, he was a guy, I think that people had, you know, different, uh, different views on, but he was always great to me. I remember he moved to Detroit lakes and we, when we, in 15, we were in Moorhead for the state tournament, VFW, and he showed up and watched every game. And I didn't even know he was coming. And it was just, it was, I talked to him for a few hours and just, just a, just supportive guy for me. So it was, he was a, he was a kind of definitely a role model for me growing up and coaching too. That's awesome. So how did you get progress in your coaching career uh, as the years after you got out of college and, and, and getting a coaching? You said you coached every year. Where did you end up coaching? Yeah, so I came back to the cities in, in 06 um, and ended up moving back in with my parents. And I had to do a basically a 12 a month internship or 12 credit internship, so a semester. And I so I, I ended up catching on at at uh, Acceleration Minnesota and Arden Hills. So, okay, which which was great because I I was able to kind of get specialized in, in training the treadmill, um, the agility stuff, and met some really good people there, Kurt and, and Miles Van Tassel and, and Jamie Bartlett. Um, and then from there, I actually, with experience I had, um, you know, kind of led to me getting the DA Bantam job at Moundsview um, there and, and kind of being able to be in there. And they were looking for a guy, and it, it seemed like a pretty good fit. And I was able to actually get a couple of buddies of mine and my brother, Dustin, um, to come help out. And, and we actually had a, had a blast, blast doing that. And, and, you know, the, I think I spent three years there at Ben, the Ben May, and then a couple of years after that as the, as the High assistant school? varsity coach there. So um, who was the head coach when you were at Monsieur? When I was there, it was Rick Thomas who okay. was the head coach there. Yep. Yep. And then, and then you, before, is that yeah. where you, after that, did you go back to Bantams then from, from Monsieur? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had actually, so my job, I was traveling a little bit more for the job that I had had. And so about partway through the, the high school season, I kind of had to take a step back. I was still there, but just not as, not as full time as I wanted to be. Um, and then at that point, my job didn't really allow me to to stay on there the, in the capacity that I wanted to. Um, and I don't think I told you this, but I, so I was going to take a year off and, right. um, centennial job was open, uh, the coach before that ended up stepping down and leaving. Um, and, and I, I think my old Aaron Lewicki who coaches at Blaine now, yep. um, he, he actually said, Hey, why don't you apply for that? And I was like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of just maybe need a year off to kind of sit back. And I was, you know, single at the time still, and, and just kind of, you got to reevaluate things. And I'm like, wow, what the heck? I'll just throw my name in the hat and see what happens and ended up getting it. So, um, and then seven, you know, seven, eight years later, here we are. So, yeah. Um, so that was some, a pretty good, you coached in a pretty uh, good heyday of Bantam double-A hockey. I mean, there were some great hockey players that you got to see. You got to coach and coach against uh, in, from like 2013 to 2020. What are some of your best memories? Would it, it be a team or a tournament or where it just got super competitive and it was just like this is as good as I've seen it? Oh, I got a lot of lists. I got a list myself. So I'm just curious. We yeah. Can compare no, notes here. There, no, there's, there's a lot. I, I think, I think back to, um, the team I had in 15, this is my second year there. We were up in, so we were up in Duluth, spirited Duluth in that tournament, just a, in just a great tournament. And we ended up, 
we ended up getting, uh, we played Edina in the finals. So we played at 7 a.m. 7 and then the, the Edina tournament, here Edina in the, in the finals that day. So we went and got some lunch and came back. And I just remember we were at Old Chicago. And I was looking at my assistants. We're eating some, eating some lunch. And it's like, it's like, hey, man, he's like, we're, we're here. Like this, this, this is a team that is had some success at Pee Wee's. But it's like you kind of just had that first aha moment where you're like, we got to our team is, is we're, we're good, you know? And, and, and it was a, it was a great game. We ended up winning McGregor scored a game winning goal in overtime in that game. But I just remember at that point, like that was the kids when you could do things in the locker room, like you should, like they were selfieing with the, with the trophy and, you know, sending out Instagrams or whatever. And they were yeah. just, they had the winner, the winners mix on. It was just, it was, a, it was an awesome, an awesome experience. And I, you know, can still, can still picture that to this day. That was the same year as the, uh, uh Patrick, um, uh, Schoonover yeah, passing Schoonover. away. Uh, you guys yeah. had played in the morning. You guys played like the first game that day. We we played we played the game, game before. before it, right? Yeah, and I remember never, broadcasting in the other rink, in the bigger rink, yep. and yep. took a break or something. And then someone said, "Tony, you got to come in here." Do you remember what oh. what you was going through your head and and the other guys? Oh. Says, and now life's come completely full circle. You're coaching Eddie's View High School. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I think I, I remember it. I remember like it was yesterday because I remember going back. I remember going back to Craigans and because the year before we had that really cool banquet. banquet. And we were going to awesome. have a banquet that night too. Yeah. We had and it all set looking up. Forward to it. I remember going downstairs and all the coaches, you know, 16 teams. And so you got all the top teams there and like all the coaches are in the room and like nobody was, nobody said a word. Like, and it was kind of just like one of the, you know, you know, dreary, like surreal moments where you're just like, what just happened here? And, you know, we discussed playing or not playing. And I think everybody was just kind of like, you know, what, you know, what do we do? And I, I just remember just feeling so like helpless at that point in time. Yeah. And, and so it's know, almost this, a little you know, bit like this COVID uh, thing now, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's, and it's just like, you're, you're such a close kick knit community. Yeah. You compete on the ice, but off the ice, like, you know, we're, we're a family of hockey, you know, community. And it was just so hard. And then, you know, I remember Joel Gray, who those guys, why is that a camp and those guys were playing them. And I just felt so, cause I, I was buddies with those guys. I felt yeah. so bad for those guys too. Cause it's like to watch that and see that, um, was just, was a, was a, was a horrible time, but, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm great to be kind of associated with, with, with these few, with that aspect of things. And, you know, yeah, you were there. Be, yeah. Like you yeah. lived it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. who, who's Patrick Schoonover? Like, you know, you yeah. can keep his memory alive. And that's, it's one of the things I do every year at the, at the blue 100%. ox. We, we, sh- we shut it down. We have a one minute moment of silence. We'll have a one minute moment of silence for that tournament for the, as long as that tournament goes. Oh, absolutely. And, and and we don't get much pushback from the coaches because still a lot of those guys are still coaching, oh. you know? Yeah. No, no. So okay, so that season, that's one the 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 fifteen's an easy one. Oh, and, and forgive me, did you guys lose the Rapids in the first round up in Duluth? Was that how it ended? No, so so we we beat them, and that oh, was you actually, beat them. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they and had they of, had Gavin Hayne and McLaughlin yeah. and and yeah. Stayskull. You beat them in the first round. Now I'm trying to yeah. think of did you lose the Tonka in the semis yeah, over on the other up, rink? Yeah. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's that's still a that's still a painful moment to this day. In, in all honesty, but. Uh, no, well, I kind of remember that tournament too because we were we were practicing at Brooklyn Park and we did a film set. We did we did film on Wednesday before we headed up Thursday, and I just remember telling my assistants, "I'm like, this Grand Rapids game is going to be the toughest game of the tournament," you know. And I and I just and because you know those were two top 
top, you know, they were a top four team too. What and was that kid's and, name and who got the goal? Was it overtime or late in the game? And he was Dr. not a superstar. Austin, Austin Connor, just, yes! just your typical, just your typical garbage goal. So like it was, Taylor, it was, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it was, it was good for him, you know, for him in terms of like his, his role, like it was just perfect. You couldn't, you couldn't pick a better guy in a better, better situation for that to happen. But, yeah, yeah, you know, no, you're was, so used to Soren Freaky and and McGregor yep. and those guys getting all the accolades and Well, I remember I remember that team too cuz like I don't know if they even had 15 skaters, but I just remember Hayne, Miller, McLaughlin oh. and even that the big defenseman they had too and then the obviously Stexall, you know, the goalie was like those yeah. guys alone. It's like how are we going to stop these guys? I think we got down. We were I don't know, I think we we were up and then they scored a power play goal, and then we got got a the one at the end there. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a great hockey game, no doubt. That was a great tournament. There was uh, there were eight good teams in that one. And it was every game was really exciting, especially the championship game. The two semifinal games were unbelievable. It was a yeah, that was a great state tournament. That's for sure. Um, okay, um, let's just switch gears here. Uh, I don't want to leave this part out as as the because I want to go back to some of the glory days of Bantams and talk a little Bantam hockey. But I don't want to leave out your vision because I think there's going to be a lot of people who see on Twitter and see on social media you were hired as the coach and bam he's now getting interviewed let's take a listen like let's 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 do a little uh interview process uh for, for your put a show put on a show a little bit for for the new Eastview people the people in the Eastview community what what's what do they have in store what's who is Aaron Fulton and what's he going to bring to the Eastview Association yeah, no, it's it's a great question. I mean, I, I like I said, I think first and foremost, you know, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate to to be in this position. Like I I know that, you know, and like I said, to the interview process, I have some things that I've always kind of gone by and coached by and and you know lived my life by and and it's just it's being myself number one. I think that's kind of coming in and and really just from what I've learned from an experience standpoint and you know kind of taking that and kind of tailoring into what's what's already there, but also kind of putting my own my own niche on it, but I mean, just kind of bringing the passion for the game in there um, and really just being involved, not only, you know, with obviously the high school aspect of it, but the youth program. I mean, I think that's just the, the valuable part of each successful program that you look at. I mean, it, it's something where it starts there. And, and if you don't have that, you don't have your, you don't have a high school program. Um, you know, I also think it's important to make sure you look at, you know, you, you look at other associations and, and the Edinas and the OMGs, everybody wants to compare it to and, and power, you know, there's power in numbers, but, you know, there's also things that they're doing, you know, from a player development standpoint and, and other associations that, you know, you'll look at and, and hopefully can kind of implement into, into what you're doing that works for, for Eastview and it works for us and, and try to make, make the best of it. But, um, you know, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm excited for, for the opportunity. I, I think I, I look at the Bantam season always from like a blank canvas standpoint where you yep. get this group of guys and you're like, okay, well, we got some returners. We got some guys coming in. I kind of know, you know, how, what they did last year, who they are through the summer. So it's like, okay, well, we'll see. We got start, you know, we got kind of a four season quarter here and, and we'll see what we can do. And I think with the high school, um, position and the opportunity like I just I love the fact that you know it's it's you know it's it's my program it's our program together and and you get a chance to really kind of you know put your own staple on it with working with them and just you know be a be a part of the community and, and live in that you know live in that moment with those guys and just really try to help them um 
you know, continue the success that they've had at certain times and, and just really kind of put my own, my own stamp on it and, and, you know, just have fun with it. I mean, that's, I love coaching. I love being around the kids and, and just, you know, I got young kids too. So, you know, bringing them up in that is just something that I've always wanted to do and just really, really fortunate to have the opportunity to do it. All right. So let's talk through the recruiting. It's, it's a battleground south of the river. I mean, let's not kid ourselves, right? There's, there are kids from your Eastview area who end up going to several different private schools. There are kids from Eastview that come in from other areas. I mean, the whole everybody let's not kid ourselves lakeville south has gotten a lot of kids from other schools lakeville north has done the same rosemount's doing it it just seems like this everybody's taking everybody's players now you're the new sheriff in town what are you going to do to kind of build your program to be attractive enough where you're not losing players and you're maybe even gaining some players yeah i mean i think you know it's a it's a it's a brand thing to a degree but i also think it's it's you know, getting in and building relationships, you know, right away, you know, in terms of with the youth program and, you know, and being, being visible, you know, within, within the rinks and, and, you know, especially with the young guys too. I mean, there's nothing better that they look up to the high school guys, but, you know, if you're in there around the rink talking to them, giving them some knocks and, and doing all stuff things like that, those little things make a, make a difference. But, I also think you, you just, you need to, you need to put forth kind of that, that brand and that product that, you know, you're, you're consistent every year in your message, you're, you're getting guys that come in there and, and you know what you're going to get out of it in terms of you have good coaches around you um, and they're going to get the total package, right? I mean, it's not just, you know, good school and, and, and good hockey program, but you have good athletics around there. You got, you know, good education wise. And I look at, for me, I, Rich Manny over at Centennial does a, does a really good job. Like he's been there forever, but I think what he's done with, with the youth program and how he's incorporated the high school program within the youth program when with, with coaches and, and being a part of the younger, you know, age groups, like, you know, he's done some things there that, you know, I'm definitely, you know, going to steal and, and take over to, to, to Eastview that I think will work and, and work with them and, and just make, make a difference. But yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a dicey situation in certain it times is. where I think, there's no I way around just, it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think part of it is, is, you know, you can, you can talk, but I think it's, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, have results that go with it too. You know, I mean, you know, me coming to my first year, you know, I, I, I have some, some kind of some goals for myself and, and for the program that I'd like to accomplish and, and, uh, you know, and start from there. Like, I, you know, you can't, you can't, you can only control the things that you can control to a degree. Um, but I think like being, being who I am and being the right person. And, and, you know, hopefully kids are going to buy into, to what we believe in, in terms of philosophy and know that they're going to be able to get everything they want and more um, is, is kind of how I'm going to go about it and, and let the, let everything else kind of speak for itself. I had Garrett Van Bergen from Delano on, and he's done a real nice job of building a, a really good oh, program yeah. at Delano. And I asked him, I said, well, you know, what does your day look like? You know, he's a school teacher, and then he goes to practice, and he goes, you know, he's basically at the rink from 3 o'clock and, you know, goes home for dinner and then comes back. He's at the rink till 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. And it's not easy with small kids to, to incorporate family with building a youth hockey association a youth, and, a, and a successful high school program. You're, are you ready? ready for this uphill climb oh yeah i mean i i am I, my wife is you know my i gotta give my wife a shout out annie she's she's been awesome and she's been a supportive person of mine um you know before we met you know before we met you know it's actually right before the the 2015 season actually um you know she kind of 
I don't, I don't think she really knew what she was getting into to a degree, but she kind of got a little bit of a, a taste of it, but she's, you know, she's been awesome. And, and her and I have, did have she go up to Duluth? Talked. Did she go up to Duluth for that? State yeah, she, she, yeah, she was there. Yeah, she was there. So she, it was good to have her there. Cause I, uh, again, it's the old come out of the locker room thing, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had to disappear for a while there on Saturday. So I could, uh, so I could get my bearings, bearings straight, but, uh, no, but she's been she's been awesome in this, and like I said, she's she's a huge part of this as well too. I wouldn't be doing it without her. Um, and and yeah, I mean it's you know when you campaign for a position like this and you get a job like this, you're you're taking on you know more than just more than just high school, right? You're taking on everything, and I think that's important to make sure that everybody's aware of and knows. And um, you know we're, uh, we're we're ready for it, and she's excited, and her you know family and my family are also excited for it, and it should be a really fun journey. Walk through the interviewing process. Did you even meet Matt Percival in person? No, no, it's, uh, it, it was all, right? it was all, it all zoom related. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a wild world. Well, and the funny did thing Did you have is, a cool I, zoom background, uh, up oh, when you did the interview and were you all polished or would you just kind of go I, old school basement? Uh, I, yeah, I went, I went with my office. My father-in-law actually built me a, uh, so it's I should it's I'm downstairs right now, but he built me. It's like a I'll send you a picture of it, but it's like a diagram of an entire hockey rink. See with uh, oh, it's sweet, it's awesome. Like I he gave it to me for Christmas. I'm like, this is a sweet gift. But uh, yeah, so we got the good setup and a couple of a uh, couple of awards in there too. And um, no, it was good. I, I went I went I went suit. I went tie the first one, and then I went I love suit it. jacket. I love it. It's like what are you wearing a Zoom uh, interview? Like this yeah. is great. Dress for the position you want. That's how, that's what that's the way I always always roll. Well, we, so, no, well you that. wear a suit as a high school coach during games. I don't know if I can pull the pull the bill left oh, half, I, man. I think I, you can. I think you can. <laughs> All right, walk through the interviewing process. Was, was it two interviews? Yeah, so two face to face interviews. Quote. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So with yeah with 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 the AD and then uh, the you know some some of the admins there and then also with with uh, the the kind of the final steps or or with the, you know, the principal and, and, you know, getting to know those guys as well. So there was no like booster club or team captains or anything like that. No, no. Cause sometimes I hear that like, Oh yeah, they had the the varsity captain and they had a hockey mom. I've I've seen a, heard a whole crazy number of scenarios. And I think, yeah. And I think like a lot of times too, you know, with this whole situation, like everything's different, you know, like I, I want to have a, you know, you want to have a meeting with your players already you know, and you want to have right. conversations with them. And, um, it's just hard. It's hard to do, do all that stuff now with, with I think we're having it right and, now, aren't we? Like, yeah, they're hearing exactly. who you are. Exactly. It's kind of cool. We're, we're getting, we're getting her going right now. I think you're going to beat uh, Kurt Hallstrom in most listened to Bantam coach, uh, podcast. Cause you get the advantage of the, Hall, all the Hall, East kids. Right, Halsey's Halsey's tough to beat. I don't think I've ever beaten Halsey either in an actual game, so I'm not. I, I can't really. Uh, I can't really. I don't really have much on him in terms of Would that. Would you so. stop? Do not pump that guy's tires, please. I know. I know. It's hard not to. He's a terrific guy. Oh, isn't he? He's a beauty. He is a beauty. All right, which is a great segue into my next session here, and I want to. I, I want to. I, I call it the coaching fraternity, and there's been. And, and when I say fraternity, I, I and it's it's still going. The fraternity's building now. We talk about Halsey. He really is a, a new member to the to the new fraternity. He's kind of like the president of the fraternity now. But go back to 2013, 14, 15, 16. Bantam AA in Minnesota was pretty cool. You know, there was a lot of guys we could 
could throw out there that were coaching. Billy Hengen was coaching. He was like the NAPHL coach of the year this year with his 16U team. He was over at Eden Prairie. You had Adam Sherritt, who's now coaching at Totino Grace. Um, I mean, Nico was coaching at Eden Prairie a couple of years after after uh, um, Billy left. Um, uh, Adolph at, at Ossie Maple Grove's now at Maple Grove High School. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Sean Padden's another name I can think of. What was the guy's name? The oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. It was Jeff Johnson's favorite player ever. Nate Hagamo was that? Yep, was, that Hags, yep. was that was that I mean, yep. the list just goes on and on. Greg Dornbach over at Edina. Walk through some of the, your memories of some of these guys in in the co- coaching fraternity and how it's evolved. Yeah, it's it, it's actually it's pretty fun to think about actually because I know like back in thirteen we're coming on all a lot of those guys that you mentioned, including like Pat Andrews too, is one of them. Yeah, um, we're all kind of a he was kind of the first guy to leave the frat, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah, was. Yeah, when he, Bruce retired, yeah. it was like all of a sudden it was Pat Andrews. I'm like, thank God. You couldn't get a greater guy uh, to replace Bruce Bruce Plant. Yeah, and, and I think it was kind of because, you know, the guys that I took over for too, like I think they were pretty close with those guys too at, at Centennial um, as well. So I think it, it took a little while for me to kind of gain, you know, earn my stripes a little bit there yeah. too. But, um, but no, it, like I, I remember kind of like we had text chains with everybody on there and, and, uh, you know, all those guys now are just, you know, a lot of those guys reached out to me within the last couple of days and, and have been really huge supporters of mine too. But um, yeah, it's, it's been cool to see because I think you know, a lot of these guys have put in a lot of time and effort into it too. And to see them have success, um, we've all battled and competed against each other, you know, time in and time out. Um, and you know, you, you root for each other too, you know, and yeah. Adolf wins a state championship and Patton wins a state championship. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's cool to see guys that are not only good hockey coaches, but good guys, really good guys. Um, you know, we left have, out Murph. We, how can we go through this without Murph? Murph uh, is the Murph. first guy who introduced me to you way, way, way back. So a yeah, lot of, lot of, lot of words to describe Murph, but no, Murph's a, Murph's a, Murph's a good guy to another guy that reached out and, and, you know, and, and he's a guy that's, that's been supportive of me as well too. And we've had a lot of good battles, um, along the way. And, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun to it's fun with these guys because everybody kind of knows, you know, what you're going through at certain times and dealing with different stuff and, and the amount of time that goes into it. But everybody, you know, you got the competitive edges too. Like I remember having, you know, Sherrod and I, you know, played in the same district forever, you know, and Nico and I would play, you know, five, six times a year at EP and just always good, good, hard battles, respectable battles and, and pad and same thing. Like, you know, I can't say enough good things about well, those pads. Guys. You and pads would have some great battles cause you're like five minutes apart, you know? Yeah. yeah. No. And in pad and pads is, you know, another, like you gotta learn. He was under Hambly for a while. Who was a, who was an unreal coach and, and, you know, he just took over and let, you know, really just kind of nothing changed. Like he just did the same really, really well, you know, really good job there. And they, I was happy for those guys to, to get a state championship there because that team was that was a that was a good team and they were they were oh. hard to play against and just it was fun to watch that that was, that that was team. one of those years um, where like I saw him play like in early December and I'm like if it was any I goes anyone gonna beat these guys I don't think so you know I just got I'm, that I, I, so I'm in in pads pads is gonna probably deny this but so it's funny because Moose Goheen every year when we're when we're good we don't play in white bears bracket, but when we're not, we're kind of just kind of so, so on the fence, we're in their bracket. Um, 
But He's going to deny was, that. He'll deny that. I think it was. I think it was that year actually that they won it. We played them in the first game on like a Thursday night. It was actually a pretty tight, con- tightly contested game. And I remember there was a call that I obviously didn't didn't agree with at the time. Um, and I think I ended up either getting maybe a maybe, maybe a bench a minor, don't, maybe. maybe a penalty. But uh, no, but that, like that, I remember like those that tournaments. One of my favorite tournaments oh, to play. Yeah. It's, it's just a good playoff prep, and it's just always good teams in there. And but uh, no, those were those were the good old days for sure. You guys won it in 2015, didn't you? Yeah, we actually beat we actually beat Elk River. I was like, that's when Jack Perbix kind of came on the scene for me. I was like, God, this guy is a this guy is a stud. Um, but yeah, they actually cause they upset. They upset somebody because I I didn't think we were gonna play them and then I end up and I think they just kind of ran out of gas at that point in time but yeah we ended up beating them. I think that year they ended up they fizzled they they were in the same region as as uh, Jefferson and Eden Prairie and they just I think they went zero two barbecue that year and it was they were like really good team yeah but that was Jack yep. Perbrick's first year at Bantams yeah. Yeah, he was he was out. Yeah, we ended up playing him. We ended up playing him in the District Ten Championship, and that was like one of the you know five or six losses we had all year, and it was in overtime. And I'll never forget that one either. That was a off a faceoff, and I, I those are the ones that you, that make, gives you the gray hairs for sure. But so you've kind of seen it. You've seen you know some of the the, the heyday uh, when you go back and you talk you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You know like. Casey Middlestats playing Bantams and as a ninth grader and uh, you know Jax Murray all those guys in 13 14 15 with the with the McGregors and McBrickners and the Brinkmans and you know low height all those guys were playing right and and now it's not that Bantam hockey isn't as good but people I, I call it the suck factor you know the, the the you know when Ben Brinkman's playing college hockey as a senior in high school that sucks for everybody doesn't it because now now it's one more player that's gone from me down one more player that might come up for me, Dinah. And everybody, and I've, I've found that Bantam hockey is, is the biggest, is hurt the most by this because no one's going to leave Bant, no one's going to leave Peewees to go in to get, get, get checked, right? Fewer people are going to leave checking hockey, non-checking hockey and get to checking hockey, right, at, the, at, that raw, at that raw age. So the biggest people get hurt are Bantam coaches, and you lived it as a Bantam AA coach. You've seen it. We talked about this many times. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, it's funny even since like, since 2013, when I, when I came on to now, I, you know, I think the game itself in terms of just overall skill and, and actually number, even, you know, number of Bantam double A teams. I mean, for, for example, has, has, has dwindled. Um, and, and it's, it's a direct reflection of that. I mean, I think it, it, to me, it's always dependent on the individual player. You know, I, I think it, it always comes down to yes. that, but, but, the other part of it too, for me is, 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 you know, is, is the confidence factor. It's, it's the, the, the situation they're put in and, and just, you know, you look at the guys you mentioned, like, I mean, they all turned out pretty just well, fine. right? I mean, it, it, yeah. just fine. Right. So I think that's, you always go back. Look at to Luke Lloyd played as a 10th grader because yeah. he had a weird birthday, right? And he and played band double A as a 10th grader. And he'll never, and you think he'll ever forget winning the state championship? No, and that's <laughs> no not, two years in a row. You know, and yeah, and and I think it's just everybody's in a rush these days to to get the next the next best thing. And and I'm and I'm not going to sit here and say that 
freshmen shouldn't be playing high school hockey because I think I'm going to get, year, I'm going to get you to try to say it, but I know you yeah, won't. But. I, yeah. And then I think like, I look at last year, like some of the guys that I, that we watch and look at throughout the years too, like those guys are probably better off, but I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's something that, you know, if, if you said, we're not going to allow it, or we're not going to do this, like, would it, would it hurt those guys for playing Bantams if everybody stayed? In my opinion, no, it wouldn't. It would make, it would make the Bantam game much better. And it might even make, other it would make other guys around them better too which which again is probably you know half the battle too and right now being a high school coach like i i've always kind of thought about what i what i'm gonna do or what i would do but i also think again it's you gotta you gotta you gotta put yourself in the situation of hey where you're at and and what's you know what's in front but you know you have a program to run too so it's, well, it's hard to this isn't gonna to make that i'm not gonna try to throw mike randolph under the bus because you can't right because he's he's, <laughs> he's bulletproof right but yeah. do you really fault the guy for going after Ryder Donovan and all those guys and letting him play as ninth graders to prevent them from going to uh, Marshall? You don't. You can't really fault them, right? So he gives them opportunities to play JV and varsity and get into his program as ninth graders. Meanwhile, just down the road, Bruce Plant's not letting any of the ninth graders in Hermantown go because they're not really Marshall going to go to Marshall. You follow where this is going? Like now you're now you got the keys. Matt Percival hands you the keys yesterday to Eastview's program. How are you going to fight that? Because it's everyone's going to be every situation is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I, I, no, and I, I think that's, that's kind of where like, it depends on, I think a lot of times where you are, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, for me, I, I look at decisions and how I'll look at it is, you know, what's, what's in the best interest of the program, you know, and, and, and that's, I think where you got to start and finish. And, and for me, it's, you know, you got to have a legit conversation with, with the kid, with the parent. And, and it's, it's really got to be, you know, what are your, what are your goals? You know, what are your long-term goals and what do you want to accomplish? And, and, and you know, things like that. And I think you just really got to be, you know, honest with them in terms of, you know, if you're not going to be a top six guy as a freshman and you're not going to play as much as I think you should be playing, then it makes zero sense for you to play high school hockey. And, and, and again, I know that you may think that you're better than this guy or just as good as this guy, but you're, you know, you're 130 pounds and you're, you're not going to be ready physically to play at this level. And why not go score 75, 80 points and make your teammates better and then come back to me next year and we'll be, we'll be better off. But I think the other, the other side of that is, you know, if you have people that are like, they give you kind of the ultimatum, like that's where, you know, as a coach, you got to make the decision that, that, uh, you know, what's, what's in the best interest for your program. And I, you know, I have my answers, but I'm probably not going to, to share it on here, but you know, I, I think that's every every coach is different. Every situation is different in terms of you know how they want to build it and how they want to you know continue to to build their program. Yeah, um, and it's not it's not no fault because you also have to know actually being at the rink, you know, from three o'clock to eight o'clock at night, you're going to know these kids. You're going to know yep. these parents. You're going to know, Hey, is this kid a flight risk to go play at another private school? Is this, you know, you're going to need to have some, build a, you'll have to be able to be attractive to let these kids in. If it's attractive, let the kid play as ninth grade and that's going to keep him at Eastview and it's going to build your program stronger. And he's connected to three other kids. You might want to move to your area. You kind of have to play the game a little bit, don't you? Yeah, oh, hundred percent. I, I think like I think it's a lot sad of it to too, say, but it's kind of a reality of what we're going through. Yeah, 
But I think like you look at, you look at the landscape too. Like if you go to different associations, you probably get in there and you, you might have people that, you know, and we all, we all hear and talk about it all the time, but like you have associations or programs where people aren't even thinking about moving. Right. Cause it's, everything is, you know, you're, it's, it's a staple and it's there. And then you go to other programs where it's like, Oh, we're going to be down this year. We're going to be this like, and you know, Johnny's over here playing for this team and I play with him in the summer and, you know, kind of trying to, navigate it that way too so I, I think it's you know the the, the program is has got to be the the staple of you know yep. if you're building it the right way and you got your surrounding with the right people um you know the kids are kids that are there coming out of it and, and having the experience and maybe moving on and doing good things like that's that's gonna help keep kids there and self-promote itself I agree. All right. Uh, you are currently a scout for the USHL's Chicago Steel. Um, walk through your role there uh, as a Bantam coach or even as a high school coach. Um, what the draft, their uh, futures draft and draft is this Monday. I bet you've been kind of busy. Walk through what you've seen. We can't talk about specific players. Uh, what, what, you know, you missed out on the HP. You missed out on the 54s. You've missed out on a lot of that valuable time to evaluate uh, two 2004, 2003, and some 2002 birth year kids. Yeah, no, I I, I took. A, I was a Minnesota guy um, for the Steel. This is this will be. I'm finishing up my second season, and and my ex, my buddy Nico, is a huge part of that, helping me kind of get involved with it. And he just he got a great promotion with uh, with Bismarck as well too as the director. So um, he's doing good things there with that. But yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting. I mean, I I think for me you know, my second year, I've been way more prepared with it just in terms of, you know, guys that I've seen, I'm kind of at an advantage in a way, just because being a, being a Bantam coach, you know, you're able to see a lot of these guys more, um, in the tournaments we play in, like a lot of those high end guys are, are playing in the same tournaments, but it also gives me an opportunity to get out during the week, you know, attend high school games. And, you know, now with the, with, uh, with the tier one stuff that goes on here with the blizzard, and the blades and, and during right. the summer in the high school league, like that's, I'm able to get a lot of work done there. Um, but you know, I, I feel bad for kind of the, the situation that we're in with the kids. Cause you know, with, with the HP stuff that we had coming up this weekend, you know, 54s, like I remember last year being in there, um, you know, at, at new hope, gravy, new hope, Pl- it's Plymouth, the best. And, Every team well, is there. I, I and I coached the D6 team last year with, with Snuggie, and we played D8 in the Friday night or Friday after. It's like four o'clock, and it was Stram up here. And I kid you not, it was, and that was right before they changed the rule. Like it was, it was stacked. It was with a feeding frenzy. Oh, it was, it was, I mean, it was awesome for those guys, but just not to have that experience. And it kind of, you know, for me, it's, it's nice to be able to see a guy again, um, you know, as many times as you can just to, you know, reaffirm some things and, and, you know, do that. But I think we do a really good job. And we, I mean, I work for an incredible organization and, and Hardy and, and Tristan and, and those guys that, that give me the resources that I need to, to be successful there. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think we're, we're always prepared for, for what we're going to do, but it, it definitely, I think it hurts some of the guys too, you know, in terms of getting one last look and always playing against the best competition is, is never a bad thing too. So, um, but yeah, yeah, everybody's in the same position. So I, you, you go with it and, uh, you know, it, it's an exciting time for those guys to get the future call. And, um, even the phase two guys that have maybe been underlooked or underrated that that'll finally get an opportunity to, to come in and make a difference. And it's an exciting time for, for Minnesota players for sure. 
Um, so what do you know about Adam Fantilli? This is the kid that uh, you guys brought in from, uh, from, from Toronto. It's kind of a rarity. I've talked about him on another podcast as well. He's, on, he's with the Steel organization now as, as a, as a uh, player or will be next year. What do you know about yeah. this kid? And I know you have two kids that you've already tendered, um, which gets w- rid of your first and second round pick. So you're actually drafting in the third round first, right? I mean, yeah. that's your yeah, first right, pick, yeah. right? Close, yeah. Tell me a little yeah. bit about Fantilli, what you know about his game. Yeah, so I actually, I, I, I kind of heard about him through the grapevine a couple of years ago, but then last year we ended up drafting his brother, um, who's, who's, who's on our, who's on our team too. Um, we'll be on our team or on, on a roster spot potentially next year. Um, and, I, all I heard was this guy's going to be the, the number one pick in the OHL draft. And, and I, so I kind of looked at some tape on him and just, I was just kind of in awe, like just in how, how, you know, the way he skated and just the way that he played the game and, and just his, his, you know, kind of hockey IQ ability, just making plays at a, at a high, at a high rate and speed change and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he's a, he's a highly touted kid. And from what I, from what I've heard, you know, just a terrific kid, terrific family. Um, and I know, like from the from the steel, the culture that the steel built, he's going to come in and, and even and get even better, which is which is kind of a scary thought. So, yeah, um, looking forward to looking forward to that for sure. It's interesting because the this not a lot of sixteen year olds go to the league and have a lot of success. So very there are have been, but there are also some kids who just sit there and and don't play a lot and and kind of wallow a little bit in, in the league as 16-year-olds. That's why yeah. I think, you know, Nick Pierre's another one of these. He's a, he's a kid who was tendered from Minnesota. It'll be very interesting to see their progress here as 16-year-olds. Kiefer Bellows had one of the best 16-year-old campaigns of all time. Uh, I thought uh, a few years ago for Sioux Falls. Yeah, and I and I think like with Chicago too, we talk about building brands with high school programs. Like they've they've done a they've done a you know outstanding job too with X. Even like I know they won it a couple of years ago before mm-hmm. the new regime came in with McLaughlin was on the team. But like ever since then, they've they've built such an infrastructure there just in terms of like what they believe in in terms of player development. And you know I got a chance to go out there last year. Um, you know, in the, in the, and be a part of the camp. And I was just impressed with just the, the operation they have and just how they did the camp. And, and, you know, you hear all these stories about, you know, money and all that stuff being a money grab, like, like this camp was, you know, ran to a T like perfect. And each kid had a, had a great experience and, and, you know, the coaches are all involved and they bring in NHL scouts that help out. Like it was, it was awesome that like right then and there, I'm like, this is just a great spot to be and, and work with terrific people. So, you know, talking about building the brand, like we're, you know, he's, they're doing a great job there with, with continuing to do that. Yeah, no question about it. All right. Now here's the fun part of the show. We're going to get to talk about some players that you've coached. I have a, I have a cross section of players uh, that these would be guys that it doesn't necessarily mean the best players that you've coached, but the big guys that you really enjoyed to coach over the years, we're going to start on the non-centennial side. Cause you've coached plenty of kids that didn't play for Centennial Bantams, and I'll, I'll start at the bottom, and we'll go to the top. Uh, here's a fun name. I, I love the fact that I f- love the fact that you picked this kid, uh, Grayson Sauchin. He was the number one pick in the WHL uh, uh, USA draft uh, a few weeks back. Uh, what do you remember about coaching him? Uh, he, so I, I got the fortunate opportunity to coach the 14U, where I had him and and you know Stu, you know Stu and a couple of other guys and Hyatt Drew Stewart, and- right? Yeah, Drew Stewart. Yeah, and and Sachin. I just I didn't I didn't know you know enough about him where I didn't know he was he was Canadian and and I knew he was he was on that PBAA uh, Chaska team and, yep. and that was that was really good and just from you talk about a guy that 
you know, in terms of like competitive player in terms of like, even in practice, like the guy just looks like every time I, I look at him in a drill, like he's, he's going a hundred percent and more. And he's, he's not losing the battle. He's not losing, you know, he's, he's the guy that gets upset every time he doesn't score in, in practice and, and just his game, like the tenacity he plays with, um, you know, I remember him first year at Bantams last year, you know, at Chaska, we played him in the, in the regional final, like just a guy that is a difference maker, makes guys around him better. And, and just like his overall, you know, competitive, competitive drive. And just a guy that's a separator, you know, amongst, amongst his age group for sure. Here's one. Drew Holt. You, you uh, coached him in the, in the D6 uh, HP process. Got Holt. Yeah, I, I, so I, I feel like I've coached him and against him probably more than anybody in the last, like. <laughs> He's practically just, family, right? Oh, yeah. And, and I love, you know, his, his dad's his dad's awesome. And, and it's a, an Elk, a good Elk family. River guy, too, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, Jeff, yeah, I saw him at the State Term this year. It was good, good to see those guys. But, yeah, he, I never, I, I don't think I've ever seen a guy come down the side of the rink and rip the puck like he could, especially at, at the, at, a, at that time, like he was probably what, 14, maybe 13, 14 yeah. at that time when I first saw him. Um, and just at that point in time, I'm like, this guy, this guy can just rip the puck. And, and again, HP wise, he was always, even in the tier one that we coached, like he was always a guy. I remember just when we needed a goal or we needed something to happen or we needed a jump start, like either he's blazing down the ice, making a play or he's, you know, hitting somebody and, you know, it's the hair, the hair, the hair is pretty much one that stands out too. He's always got that goofy oh, haircut, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that that flow he's got going on. But uh, just a really good kid too, and and just enjoyed enjoyed coaching him and and kind of having him, you know, for what seemed like forever, but like two or three years with that during the spring and fall, and then kind of watching him go through his career here in high school too has been been fun to watch. Drew's hair is almost as long as in the front; it is in the back. <laughs> He needs a mullet, don't you think? I'm gonna cut that thing in the front, you know. I mean, it might, it might, it might help him in his <laughs> his, uh, his his girl game too. Maybe but we'll see. He so. has got uh, no issues there. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> all right, la- next one. Um, this one, uh, he's. Uh, I think they'll talk about this kid uh, in twenty years. Jimmy Snuggerud from Chaska. Oh, uh, man, he. I I've never. I, I I just look at a kid and and I just he's a guy that I just I love love watching him play a guy that I love to have on my team every year. Um, just what he brings to the game. He just seems like he never stops. Um, I, I remember last year he in a regional the game, go to state They're on the power play. And I've never seen this. Like this is a college, this is a division one play. He's literally looking like he's going to pass the puck and he rips a snapshot across like, I'm sure like upper court, like I don't think my goalie even moved. And I like looked at my coaches. I'm like, I'm like, that's, I, I, you don't, you can't defend that. Like it was just, it was an unbelievable play, but that's just like kind of his creativity and just, you know, he, I remember in the HP stuff too, he was playing with Jimmy Clark and, and a couple other guys and, and he was just a catalyst there, like dominant, um, you know, obviously playing with good players, but um, I just, I, I'm just really excited to see this guy, this guy grow and, and hopefully, you know, wish him the best of luck at, you know, in Michigan too, and hope he, Hope he just continues to to get even better because I think he's he's got a lot to, a lot of good things ahead. I think uh, one of the things that my takeaways of working with Jimmy is that he's probably the most humble kid you'll ever meet. Oh. I don't I don't think he realizes how good he is. 
yeah. And I like Tyson, my brother Tyson works at breakaway too for, you know, for, for Snuggy and Brink and those guys. And like, I know like that's like Tyson even says the same thing, like how, how a lot of those guys are just humble guys and Dave's a terrific guy. And I don't know Dave real well, but from what I do, like just, a, just an awesome, awesome guy too. Absolutely. All right. Here's a couple. Here's what, here's a former gopher. Uh, he had a really nice uh, track, real good hockey track. Darian Romanko from Moundsview. Yeah, he's he's a guy. He's a guy that I think like he's the guy you talk about to kids that you know maybe aren't highly touted in high school and maybe don't get all the glitz and glamour, but a guy that just had a really really good hockey career. I mean, you look back and it's like, you know, I he put in the work, he put in the effort, he kind of came through the the kind of the the hard part of it, playing at the wilderness, winning a championship, yeah, getting getting in front of a coach that. You know, played for the Gophers. Him, that doesn't help, hurt, yeah, right? Helped him, helped him get to where he wanted to be, and then to play for the Gophers for four years and be a captain, and and uh, you know do the things he did like that. It just you know makes me proud that I was able to coach him and just a guy that you know doesn't you don't need to be the, the highly touted you know blue chip you know guy that you can still have a really good clear play division one and and he's he's an extremely smart kid too that he's going to do really good things and just a good family my takeaway this is kind of a media thing is when darian romanko would do something well it just seemed like the local announcers whoever was the the local guys who were announcing when he did something well it was like they were extra jacked darian romanko you know they're like this is the guy this is the fourth line guy he's finally (laughs) getting the last name what's that I think it was the last I, name too. That people people would call him Romanco too. And I think that <laughs> I, I think I think that kind of got him going too a little bit. So no, but they just loved him. They, you know, the yeah. fact that he was just such a hard worker, you oh. know, and they knew that he yeah. was kind of a Joe Bag of Donuts versus you know like yeah. the glitzy guy. And it's fun to yeah. see kids like that succeed. Yeah. All right, last one, Jay Dickman. Tell me about Jay Dickman. This is a, this is yeah, a good Jay, story. Jay, yeah, Jay's a, Jay was kind of so when I came back and coached in back in Moundsview my first year he was this was probably 06 I think 06 07 and he was so he was a band I mean he I mean he was he was huge like he was probably six I don't know probably six one six two already as a band and you know the feet the feet needed some work um but he uh I just remember him and he was just that he just the guy that wanted it and I know that he ended up going over to St. Paul Johnson and playing for Moose and and had a had a really good really good career there and another guy that just coming from Moundsview um, played, you know, going through Johnson and, and playing. I think he, I think I saw on social media, he was on the all decade team for, yeah. the, for the Austin Bruins. So, um, and then had a, had a really good career at, at Bemidji state and, and battled through some injuries and, and, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, ends up, I think he's still playing professionally as well too. So just a guy that no, no quit, you know, a guy that loved the game, worked his, worked his butt off on and off the ice and, and as terrific kid, a terrific family too. So I really, really enjoyed coaching that guy. All right, let's now let's roll into some players from Centennial. I mean, you've coached a ton of them, and and this is one I'm most excited about because I know these other four. I love hearing about guys that I don't know as well. Peyton Blair is number five on your list. Yeah, his his nickname's actually Pedro. He let a two year last first year of Bantams. Somebody asked him what his Spanish name was, so he said Pedro. So that that's <laughs> been his that's been his name for the last uh, last two years. So. Um, you know, he, he's an interesting kid. You know, he, he, uh, he, he had a, he had a, you know, kind of a little bit of a difficult upbringing, but he, he's one of those guys where just over the two years, it has just grown into just a, a, a tremendous player. He's, he's a, he's one of those guys, tremendous vision on the ice makes guys around him better. And, and during our regional run here, he was, he was, he went on a tear um, and just kind of, 
with him and with Searles and, and Pity and, and some of these other guys and Carl's just kind of carried a team along with that um, and just, you know, helped us, helped us have a successful end of the year. But another one of those guys who's just continuing to work, like he's working with Bukestead and he's, he's Scott Bukestead and he's working in different areas just to, he wants to play division one hockey. He's hungry, he's thirsty, and he's not going to, he's not going to let anything stop him. So um, just a pleasure to coach. Here's another one that was on your team last year. Very well-known kid, Harper Searles. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I just, a guy that I, one of those guys that they're, they're, they just, they have it in, you know, in terms of charisma and just terms of just, just a great humble kid, um, works incredibly hard. Everybody likes him. Um, and, and he's just a guy that, you know, had a kind of never been injured before this year and kind of gets his ankle rolled up on, and on, on a, on a scrimmage on a Saturday in January. And it was basically, it was out until, you know, the, the districts and we were able to come in and beat Rogers and, and pull it up. Said he was, he was a major part of that. So just kind of him coming through that. And he plays, you know, at a at high level in the summer and then just a, just a really high competitive kid. That's, he's just, he's just reaching, reaching his, uh, his potential, but he's going to be, he's going to be a player down the road and excited to see him kind of go through his future. All right. Here's one. Now this, before I, I give you his name, he was the kid that I'd see him play he was long. He was, you know, he was, you could tell he was going to be 6'3 or 6'4 ever since he was little. He could skate. He could move the puck. He could shoot. He could do everything. He was always the best guy on the ice when I saw him. And I, w- I would throw his name out to people. And I'm like, yeah, they were just going to go, yeah. I'm like, it's, you've seen this as a scout. Like, people, if you don't watch a kid, sometimes you just kind of hear, you know, if you don't hear about him, you don't like him. But this kid just blew up, uh, probably 17, 18 years old, Will Francis. And now he's kind of going through some tough times but you tell me he's a real beauty oh god he's he's a he's a he's a tremendous kid um yeah I, i'll tell you one thing like he's he's a guy that you know i think a lot of people have opinions on in certain ways but if you're ever going down a dark alley or you need a, you need a guy to have your back or you know a, a buddy like he's he's that type of guy um yeah he's going through some stuff right now but just just like everybody kind of knew he would like he's he's taking it with you know, with, with everything. And he's, he's, he's battling through it. He's got, he's got a really good personality about it. Um, and he's kind of a little entrepreneur on the side too. So he's got his, he's got his own things going, but, uh, he's, yeah, as a player, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had a kid that in terms of like competitive fire and, and kind of the good natured craziness in terms of a player that, that just refused to be beaten. And, and the one thing I saw in him, you know, early on, but especially he, he was a kid that had an opportunity to potentially play high school and, and early and, and he stayed back and he was a captain for us. And, and that was the year after we had the, the good 15 team. But I think that's another reason too, where, you know, you look at it, we have examples of kids. Like, I don't think that it really hurt him. He, he was drafted in the NHL. He had, was tremendous with Cedar Rapids and, and helped the team in the state tournament, you know, in, in 2000, what I think it was what 18 or yeah 18. And so another guy that just, you know, tremendous to coach, a great kid, goofy kid, um, but, you know, had a blast. He, uh, I don't know if you've seen this one. You can't catch everything on social media, but I could have sworn he did. You know the Buffalo Bills, they, they do those jump <laughs> off the deal and they land yeah. on the table? Bills yeah. Mafia, you've seen this before? He oh, did yeah. it in the locker room back in Cedar Rapids. Have you seen that video? Yeah, that's 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 him do it. That's him do it, T. <laughs> that's him do it, T, man. I, that's, that's not made up. That's just like... That's, that's who that guy is. Like he's, he's just, he, and, and he's happy for, you know, and somebody scores, like he doesn't care. He just, he wants to win. He's a competitor. And that's kind of why him and I, 
I think get along so well as we kind of have the the same drive when it comes to that type of stuff. So when I think of uh, Centennial hockey uh, and, and your tenure, I think of the one-two punch of Lucas McGregor and Hayden Brickner. And guess what? You listed both of them. Do you want to start with yeah. Brickner? Yeah, Bricks. Yeah, Bricks. He yeah he sent me a text yesterday, you know, to congratulate me and just, I mean, I he talk. I think I when he was named, I think the year i think i named him as a bulldog and he's he's everything in that like just a guy that another kind of similar to francis like that that kind of team had that same mentality is just you know they were they were skilled but they were tough and they they just worked hard and they and they kind of took on that that mindset of you know kind of brickner has and, and how he played you know night in and night out and i'll never forget that the blue ox tournament that we talked about too um you know, he, he was, he couldn't play in the first game because he, yeah, he, had, like a, he, he had a checking uh, penalty or something, yeah, right? Wow. Well, yeah. And that's, that wasn't the first, you know, that wasn't the first or the last, but, um, <laughs> he, he, you know, he was so mad cause he, he loved that tournament and he, you know, and he wanted to, cause he, we played it the year, the year, before. year before and, yeah. you know, and so he was, he was, you know, he kind of wanted to get after and I, you know, I think we probably would have won it. No, but, uh, but, uh, no, he, uh, yeah, he, you probably could have won that one. You guys were the was, best uh, team for sure. He was an exceptional, he was an exceptional player. And, and, and I, you know, I think just his high school career was, was really good too. And, and, you know, talk about a guy that just would do anything, you know, on the ice, kind of an all situational guy too. would just love to have, and he was a, was a competitor for sure. All right. Last one, Lucas McGregor. Yeah. I, what a lot of people don't know about Lucas is, so I, I had him as a first year band in my first year there and he, he barely played the first year because he broke his collarbone early on actually at the centennial preview. And then he came back and actually broke it again. Um, so he, he basically, and I, I didn't really know, I could tell that there was some, there was some, there were some things there, but we never really got a chance to see him play at his fullest. Mm-hmm. And then I just remember watching him over the summer that year and then coming into the season, I'm like, this guy's going to be, this guy's going to be great. But another guy that's just high end speed, um, his release of his shot was 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 unreal, and, and he played. He, you know, think about both those guys too. Is all three of them is even in big games too. Like they they were big game guys, and they played they played hard and good games in big games. And um, he was another one of those guys that was that was fun to watch. And, and I commend him too. Like he you know decided to kind of not uh, not want to pursue the the game anymore. And he's an extremely smart kid, and and uh, he's he's got he's got good things coming too. But definitely a guy that had a really good high school hockey career, and will be a be a legend at Centennial for forever. So don't you love guys like that? Like, yep, I'm done. If I can't play, I I know that. I think I've heard the story. Like, I can't play for the Gophers. Then okay, well, then I'm just not going to play. Have a yeah. have no, a nice he, day, right? I, yeah, and I, I remember I taught last time I saw him. I saw him out, out at the 3M uh, last year, and he's you can just tell he's just a polished a polished kid. Oh yeah, um, enjoys enjoys going to school, and and you know I I think I think he's planning on going into law school. Last time I heard. Um, at some point, but which, I mean, I, that doesn't surprise me. Like he's going to be, he'll be a, he'll be a really good lawyer and, and, uh, a guy that, and that's like from coaching for me, like, that's like, that's what it's all about too, is to, to have a relationship with kids, like, you know, the, all these guys and, and, you know, see them become, you know, good, good young men and, and husbands and, you know, and dads and, and have, you know, really, really, a really good life. Who so knows? You're going to get so big in this coaching business. He'll be your agent someday, right? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Let's go through some, I got three coaches. Uh, we're going to pat on the back. Maybe are uh, these guys that you, you liked coaching against, but somewhat you hated coaching against them too. Cause they were such good coaches. Number three on your list is Adam Sherritt from Elk river. Now at Totino grace. 
not a not a isn't not that a better great? Guy. Isn't that great? We oh. can say that. Like, look back five years ago, you guys yeah. were both toiling in in Bantam AA, and now you're leading uh, up and coming uh, high school teams. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's it's funny you mention that because I I there's there's guys that even with my coaching realm and just like you know you not you don't tell the kids a lot of times, but there's always things like in your in your head before you go. Like I I'm not I we're not losing to this guy. Like I can share share it was one of those guys, but we we kind of had the the mutual respect and for each other that you know both of our programs we played each other a ton during the year. But I always enjoyed uh, I always enjoyed beating uh, beating Mister Sherrod. So. Um, but no, I, he's, he's Who done would, some good things. Right? And, and I, he, that's why I, I kind of tell me he brings it upon himself quite a bit too. So he can't, uh, he can't be too upset about it, but no, he's a, he's a great, he's a great guy. We, we coached together a little bit in the HP, um, as well too. So a little bit, so I got to know him in terms of that, but this is a guy that, you know, has deserves where he's at and, and, you know, we'll continue to do, do good things there. All right. Next one. Uh, we talked about Sean a little bit, Sean Padden, White Bear Lake. Oh, he, Sean's a Sean's a legend. He's a I I I think Pads is one of the one of the best guys in the game. I mean, I, I think kind of the same thing where, you know, he's been around and involved, you know, in, in white bear hockey for so long and and you know, coach under hammer and, and kind of then took over on his own and was happy for him to get a state championship that year. Um, but just another guy that you just have a ton of respect for and you knew, you know, every time you played him it was gonna be a battle and we saw each other a ton. Um you know, in, in, you know, just scrimmages and tournaments and, and playoffs and all that. And, you know, it, the thing about it is after the game, like your fraternity of coaches and, you, you know, you're, you're obviously you're competitors too, but you're, you're happy for guys too. And then you want to see guys you care about and guys you like to have success too. So Sean's another one of those guys that I, that I always, you know, hope for the best and he continues to have success he's had. You know what's interesting about Sean and all these guys, for that matter, they seem to be doing it for the right reason, right? 100%. They're there to help kids get better at the game, and they're not—they're not counting wins and titles and all that other stuff. They, sure, those things are nice, but it seems that those the, the people at White Bear Lake are really starting to build a really nice program there, and I think Sean is kind of at the forefront of it. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it's—he loves the game and he has a passion for it. And I think like that's. You know, for me, I, I like to surround myself with with kind of the guys that have the same love for the game that I do. Um, you know, and you can still be competitive, but you can also understand that hey, like you can learn from each other too. But you know, guys that do it for the right reasons are are you know the guys that that we mentioned here. We'll mention a little bit, but yeah, I mean that's th- those are guys that they have families and they have things and they're putting in the time because they love it and they're making an impact on on kids and that's you know that's why why we do it and that's the the, the only reason we do it all right last one nico kapitanovic from uh well it was eden prairie now at, now he's coaching at st thomas academy and so you guys are kind of section rivals and you know they might be coming after some of your players over at east view too so the the friendship might or the the battles might continue uh, he he did ask he did ask me to go golfing today, and I I said no for two reasons. Number one, I got a I got a podcast I got to do, and then I got to stain my deck too, so I, I can't I can't golf. <laughs> Way more important things to do. Exactly, right? exactly. But now I'll try to play tomorrow. But uh, no, he like, he's a guy that I I just have a ton of respect for. I mean, he's just talking about a driven a driven individual um, and a competitive guy and a guy that just loves loves hockey. I and mean, we you know, didn't talk as much maybe last year as we had in the band on patch because we got different things going on. But, um, you know, we would talk, you know, daily pretty much just about the game and about life and, um, you know, kind of how he's, he's getting married and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and just, he's just a terrific guy. And, and 
you know, a guy that I just have a ton of respect for. He's helped me a lot, um, you know, help each other do things. And, and just a guy that I, I think he's got a really bright future, um, you know, in coaching and, and, you know, the, the games we have against each other, same thing. Like it's, I remember the last time we played at, in Mankato, we beat, beat him in double overtime. And, you know, that was about his last game there. And I just remember like, normally I'm, ecstatic and I, and I was but I just you know yeah you, you have so much respect for guys that you just don't want to you know it's just you want to make lose, sure right? things the right way yeah and it's just it's tough and you want to if if you lose or they lose like you're rooting for each other too and um you know you go out and have you know have a couple pops after the game and just you know talk about it and, and that's he's the kind of guy that that I you know see myself being you know lifelong friends with and we met during coaching so that's really cool. Well, this has been a, a really great episode. We've gotten a lot in here today. Any final thoughts uh, as as you head into your first year as the coach at Eastview High School? Uh, you know, I just yeah. I mean, thank you for for the for the time. Like this is I nothing better than being able to talk hockey and, and kind of during this during this time. And no, I, I think the last couple of days for me have been have been awesome, and I'm I'm extremely grateful and excited. Like I said before, to to jump into the high school ranks and, and learn, um, you know, learn, learn along the way and, and be able to be a part of a program that's, uh, you know, a high school program. I mean, that's, that's kind of was, has been one of my goals and, you know, got, you know, checked the box there and looking forward to, to continuing that journey here and, and meeting the players and, and just being able to continue to build something. So, um, you know, I appreciate the time and, and hopefully if we can, we can all get on the ice soon here and, and get back to what whatever we call the new normal here. So, amen to that. Well, Aaron, as we've been life, we've been friends for a long time. I'm really excited uh, for your trajectory at Eastview High School. And this popped, I my eyes popped out of my head. I was so excited for you. Good luck to you and your team next year. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. Aaron Fulton, the new Eastview High School hockey coach.